And Jesus was very, very, it was very, very important to Jesus that, that, he, that his message was about the kingdom. You know, we hear over and over through the Gospels, and Jesus would say things like, wherever you are, the kingdom is there. And tell people that, hey, the kingdom is here. And uh, I love the fact that we don't, we don't have to be, um, we, we can be aggressive with this thing. We're going to look at a couple verses this morning. And if you want to take your Bibles, we're going to be talking about his kingdom advancing. And uh, uh, we'll get it next time. Man, how many, I, we need to go back to a two-hour service. I'm pretty sure we need to go back to a two-hour service. <laughs> but go to Matthew chapter 10, verses 1 and then 7 and 8. And we're going to read this morning, uh, again, it's a verse that we've looked at even under the supernatural ministry, Jesus empowers for supernatural ministry. And it's, it's Jesus telling his disciples, now again, remember, Jesus has been doing this stuff, and now he's telling his 12 disciples, his, his boys, his crew, that there's now the stuff I've been doing, now you get to go do it. And so Matthew chapter 10, verse 1 starts like this. It says, Jesus summoned his 12 disciples. Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to counsel them and, and talk a lot and go to coffee. No, what does it say? Authority over unclean spirits and cast them out. And to heal some of the diseases and some of the sicknesses. Every disease. You see, when, when authority comes, it's not just partial or a little bit. It's the whole deal, right? And so Jesus says, I'm giving you authority to do this, to cast out spirits, to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. And as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead. Cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you received, freely give. This morning as we begin to look at, at this idea of the kingdom advancing and moving forward, for many people that idea has to do with something you may have heard, spiritual warfare. <laughs> if a kingdom is going to advance on another kingdom, how many of you know there's going to be a clash and there's going to be a conflict? Amen? And it's war. One of the things that bothers me so much about the Christian church, especially in America and the West, is that we appeal to people to come and be comfortable. Now, I appreciate a good chair as much as the next person, and I love a good recliner and all that stuff. But do you realize that the kingdom of God is not for the faint of heart? When you are called, when Jesus calls you into the kingdom of light, you have to know that you're not just joining a support group. You're actually joining the army, right? You're not getting on a cruise ship. You're getting on a warship, amen? So this idea that as Christians, that it's all just going to be nice and easy, and it just isn't. The kingdom of light is going to clash with the kingdom of darkness. And so in Ephesians, it was a familiar passage for many people. Ephesians chapter 6 uh, Paul is talking to the church in Ephesus, and he's been encouraging them and just speaking life into them for five chapters. And now in chapter 6, he says, listen, it's not just about feeling good and all these things, but there's actually a fight that's going on. And he says, starting in verse 11, he says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Anybody say amen? Put on the full 
armor of God. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. (laughs) Can you say that with me? Devil's schemes. The devil has plans for you. He's got tricks for you. He's got stuff he wants to trip you up on. Anybody raise your hand and say, I'm pretty sure I've had a scheme or two against me in my lifetime, (laughs) right? Hey, he's a wily, he's a wily bugger. I'll tell you what. He's got schemes, but here's what it says, that we are to take a stand against the devil's schemes. Verse 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Pinch the person next to you. (laughs) Not against flesh and blood, amen? But against the rulers, against the authorities, against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Why don't we do that? Let's stand this morning. I want you to put your hand on your heart, take your Bible. Father, we love you today, and we thank you, O God, that you have great plans for us, that your plans and purposes far outweigh any schemes that the enemy may have for us. But Lord, I pray today that we would have eyes to see into the spirit realm, that we would have ears to hear, oh God, what the Holy Spirit is saying today. And Father, you would put a deep, deep conviction in our hearts to fully embrace the army of the Lord and our place in it. If that's your prayer, let me hear you say amen this morning. All right, high five the person next to you and go ahead and have a seat. Hallelujah. We're, uh, we're just going to get started on this core value today. We're going to stay with it over the next few weeks. Just want to remind you one thing. Next week, Catherine Marquis is not only doing the Friday night regional revival night, but she's, uh, she's also going to do the, the workshop conference on, on Saturday, $25 in advance, 35 at the door. And here's the thing. If you're here, I want you here on Saturday. <laughs> She's going to bring us into some places in worship, and she has some real keen insight. So I just want to encourage you, really, let's, as a host church, let's really, let's really do that, amen? So, and then, but then Sunday, she's also going to lead worship with the team, and then she's going to speak as well. So we're going to, we're going to really use her this weekend. It's going to be awesome. So encourage you to come and bring some friends with you next Sunday. But advancing the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God must advance into the darkness. It's, it's really cool because God has had this plan since the beginning, right? When he created Adam and Eve back in Genesis, if you go back and look, God says he wanted them to be fruitful and multiply, right? And then he had given them the garden, but then it says this, out of the garden they were to advance and subdue the earth, In other words, around the garden, it was chaos, and he said, listen, you be fruitful. Everybody be fruity, right? We got the fruit of the Spirit and all that stuff. And out of that goodness, we were supposed to advance the kingdom into the places of chaos to subdue them. Now, I'm not talking about any kind of weird control and that kind of things. I'm talking about taking light into darkness. (laughs) Yesterday, we were at... uh, at the pier uh, in Kenosha, my family and then some friends. We, uh, <laughs> I didn't know this because I just wanted to take my family and my dog to the water and have a little fun. But I don't know, in Kenosha yesterday, they had punk on the pier. And at the end of the pier, at the lighthouse, they had rock, uh, punk bands 
just going crazy. And, you know, I love everybody. I got to be honest with you. But I don't like that music. I just be honest with you. It was horrible. It's just blasting over the water. And we're like, oh, you know. But it really drew a crowd of interesting and unique individuals. Colorful, that's a good word, Mike. Thank you. It was a colorful crowd, and uh, one dude had a kilt on, you know, and other mohawks and the whole thing. I mean, we had some, it was actually really fun to people watch, you know, how they could do that, you know, it was awesome. But the music was really, uh, you know, it was angry music, you know what I'm saying? And I love a good rock band and the whole thing as well, but this just felt angry. And it was interesting because as soon as we got there, the people, like, like one guy, he was he was extremely joyful right he had had some help getting into a place you know what i'm saying and i don't know if it was drugs or alcohol or what but this dude was he was and then he got angry cuz somebody had stolen his phone or he lost his phone and so they had this whole thing off the pier and on the beach and colorful language as well, and I'm trying to get my kids kind of, oh, like this, and over to the side, and we're doing this thing. Pretty soon, Kilt Man takes off his shirt, jumps down onto the beach, and they're about to have a, this huge fight right in front of us, right? Oh, ah. Finally, I step in. I'm like, hey, and they were just F-bombing each other like crazy. I mean, it was really bad, and I said, hey, I got kids here, <laughs> like this, you know, and I just got in, and I kind of we kind of separated the thing and got it all quieted down, and it was nuts. But you know what I really felt like? This is, this is the light and the darkness. What a contrast to the, the, the two forces kind of coming at. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying people with weird hair and kilts and whatever are, are of the devil. Because I know a lot of people with colorful stuff that, that uh, are just amazing men and women of God. So I'm not judging from the outside. I'm just saying the fruit of the angry music and the angry people and the drugs. And I mean, people are throwing up and going to the bathroom in the water and just all kind of weird things. But I really felt like God was like, this is the two kingdoms clashing. This is light and darkness. And so through, then we got a chance to actually talk to another gal and her daughter, and we got, actually, I got to prophesy and pray over a little bit, and so, you know, it was good, but I felt like, God, you really want all people to come to know you, and I, I love the fact that, you know, this church, we don't care what you look like, right? We don't care. I was thinking this week, we have older people all the way to younger teenagers and kids and youth and all the way down. We've got, like, every kind of skin color person, you know, race, that whole thing. We have got wealthy. We've got not, some not. And uh, we've got, you know, <laughs> we've got, and clothing doesn't matter, any of that stuff. And I really felt, and single and adults and some married and some single parents. Here's what I felt like God told me this week. He says, listen, I have given you every single one of those people as a seed to be planted where things are going to grow. So if you're here today and you're like, man, you know, I'm, I'm single or I'm married or whatever, God is planting you in his kingdom. And here's the thing. He wants this kingdom to grow. Amen? He wants this thing to not just be a nice little, you know, club, but it's actually the army of the Lord. Everybody say, army of the Lord. And he wants everybody in this army, right? So Matthew chapter 11, verse 12, is, is one of my favorite passages 
in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 12, he says this. Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing, and forceful men take hold of it. Men being generic for all of us. Amen? You know what that word in the Greek actually, forceful is not a, not a strong enough word. It actually means violent. The kingdom of heaven, one of the versions says, suffers violence, and violent men take hold of it. <laughs> that kind of tells you it's not a pleasure cruise, it's a battleship, right? It kind of tells you this isn't just a camp, it's, the, it's, the, it's boot camp, amen? God has us in this thing for a reason, forcefully advancing. Folks, as we look at this kingdom advancing over the next few weeks, I want us to look into this idea of what spiritual warfare is. This is not a topic I've talked too much about in the past, so some of you may not have heard some of the things we're about to talk about. But what is spiritual warfare? There are two realms that we find in Scripture. There's the scene, right? So just take a second, look around, the person next to you, Give them a compliment. <laughs> you are stunningly handsome. <laughs> right? It's the scene. You can see me. You can see the screen, the room, the, the things that we kind of have a, a sense of. But how many of you know that this is not the whole picture? Because in addition to the seen realm, we have the unseen realm. Now, this was interesting because on Saturday, when we were at this beach thing, and the music and, and everything, it just felt angry. And I felt like the enemy was, was just like he was having a party with, through all these people. And, I, and how many of you ever had that experience where you walk into a room and it feels weird? Right? You walk into a room and it kind of feels dark. I know some of you have jobs where you go around and Mike goes from house to house. Some houses you walk into and it's like, it just feels refreshing, Right? walk in, there's a good spirit in here, this feels like, man, some, something good is happening in this house. But other times you go in and you say, whoa, I've actually walked out of places when I felt that. And if we're going to develop something in our life, how many of you think we should, we uh, probably have an area in the unseen realm that we need to develop more? Would you say amen? Like we're pretty good at seeing things for who they are. So as many of you have, I'm sure, you know, I've had experience with people where someone is really angry and they're mad and they're treating me bad. And then I, then I find out that there's a whole other thing going on. My dad used to have a phrase that he would use and he would call it leaking sideways. Right? It's like the person that has a really bad day at work and something really bad or they get really bad news and they come home and kick the dog. You know, did the dog do anything wrong? Probably not but they were leaking sideways on somebody else, right? And oftentimes, maybe you've had this experience where you're just in a crabby mood, but you have no idea why. Anybody ever had this experience? Right? Or all of a sudden you're angry and you're like, what? why am I angry right now? I'll often ask my kids this, and I'm learning to see more in the unseen than the seen. Like the other, the other day, Sally, my youngest, was really crabby and really just and at first I was like come on kid you got everything to be thankful for let's just you know let's go over here 
But then I realized there was something else going on. And she began to tell me how these boys at school were doing this mean things to her and her friends, and there was this stuff. And so all this yucky stuff from school had kind of permeated and gone with her as she came into the home. And then she began to react. So she was experiencing the unseen realm, but it was being manifest in the seen realm. Amen? And so one of the things that we're going to pray over the next few weeks is that, God, you would give us, and Jesus said this often in the Gospels. He says, he who has eyes, let him see, and ears, let them hear. How many of you would like to be more aware of the unseen realm? Just raise your hand. And I don't want you to just make a prayer right now. Say, Lord, I want to see better. I want eyes to see. I want ears to hear. I want to see past the angry people. I want to see past the the frustration and the things that are seen. God, I want to see in the unseen realm. Hallelujah. Just declare that today. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, I would say this. We can't really trust our senses oftentimes in the natural, can we? (laughs) Is air real? Is air real? Can you see it? Not very often. Except when it's really cold. Anybody say hallelujah? We're not in that stage of the year right now. (laughs) Although what happened to spring? We went from freezing cold to blazing hot. I'm not sure. But anyway, is air real? Of course it is. Can you see it? No. Are germs real? Can you see them? No. But they can cause a lot of damage, can't they? Radio, television, cell phone waves, are they real? Of course, but we can't see them. So God, I believe that he wants us to be able to see. In 2 Kings chapter, uh, chapter 6, verse 15 to 17, we've looked at this a couple of times. But just to bring us back, Elisha is a servant of God. He's a prophet. He has a servant who, who goes with him that helps him. And they're in a rough place. In the city of Jerusalem was a massive enemy was coming against them. And so it says here in verse 15 of chapter 6, When the servant of the, Lord, of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? Do you ever have those, oh no, Lord, what shall we do situations in our lives? Right? <laughs> and sometimes things look pretty rough, don't they? Some of you, I know, we've walked with you on some really rough journeys and jobs and housing and health and all those things. And how many of you know it's pretty easy to see the seen realm, right? To see in the natural. And circumstances, oftentimes, the enemy will try to use to overwhelm us. And you see that here with the servant. He's looking out, and there's a massive army. In another, in another place in Scripture, it says that it was, it was unseen. Like you couldn't even see this thing. It was so massive of a sea of stuff. And the, the servant is frustrated. But then the prophet says to him, Do, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. <laughs> was he talking about natural soldiers and chariots and horses? No, he wasn't. In fact, it goes on. And Elisha, the prophet, prayed over his servant, his his friend. He says, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. 
You know, some of you have seen pictures of this or paintings of it. It's such a cool thing. Like, you have what you thought was a massive army, and then you see the angelic host of heaven and the warrior angels and chariots and everything all around, and it dwarfs the, the, the natural army. Lord, help us to have eyes to see. Amen. Open our eyes to see. When we get in those frustrating situations where we're, we're overwhelmed, say, God, I, I don't see a way out, but I trust that there is more for me than against me. And help me to see that help comes from, from on high. Amen. How many times through scriptures did they get in a place where it was, you know, overwhelming? What are we going to do? And God just comes through in a huge way. And I just want us this morning to say, Lord, I want to see what you see. And I want to hear what you're saying. Amen. Why don't we stand to our feet this morning? Hallelujah. <laughs> Give us. Uh, sure. Hang on a second. Um, all, I said, God wants us to know that we are at the edge. We are going on to the next level. What, wherever we are, whether it be positive or negative, everything is going to start raising up. So practice your gifts. We have been trained for a reason. Pray into them. Refresh them. Amen. Amen. Anybody say amen to that? Hallelujah. The kingdom is advancing. His kingdom is advancing. <laughs> we get to be a part of that. We get to be a part of that. Lift your hands one more time. Hallelujah. In fact, do it like a sieve, right? Put both arms out just to receive whatever thing he has for us. Amen? <laughs> if you can. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lord, we just receive that word, God, that you are bringing us into new places, new seasons. And, Lord, you have been equipping us. You have been training us. Even this morning, Lord, you're challenging us to, to have our eyes open and our ears open and our spirits open, God. Father, help us move from childish ways to mature ways. Father, that we don't get angry at the person who cuts us off in traffic or says some weird thing. Father, I ask that you would help us to see what you see. Lord, that our hearts would beat in sync with your hearts, God. That we would begin to move in the unseen realms, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, I just speak blessing over your people right now. Father, with every hand raised, with every heart yearning for heaven, oh God, every mind being quickened and desiring, God, to not be in a place of complacency, but, Father, a place of challenge and quickening and moving, oh God, in the direction of heaven. Father, allow us this week to advance your kingdom. We partner with you in that. All God's people said, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, God bless you. As we close this morning, I'm going to encourage you, if you need prayer for something in particular, we've got some people that want to pray with you. If you feel like, God, you need a prophetic word, speak into your situation, we want to do that as well. If not, God bless you. Sign up for the conference next weekend, and have a great week advancing the kingdom in Jesus' name.